the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Have you ever found yourself thinking that there is something that cannot be done, it's just impossible? Have you ever included prayer into the equation? We'll talk about that next on Truth For Today. From Valley Bible Church in Hercules, hi, welcome. This is Truth For Today. Our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard, takes us back to our series, Doing the Impossible Through Prayer. And indeed, that's what prayer is all about. It's accessing God to do the impossible. We would invite you to join us here in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 17. Pray without ceasing. With today's broadcast of Truth For Today, now here's Pastor Phil Howard. Turn, if you will, we resume the text of 1 Thessalonians 5, in verse 17, pray in an emergency. Pray for April 15th. Pray because your mother-in-law is coming. Pray without ceasing. Look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Praying at all times. How would you interpret that? Does that mean sometime or all the time? You're on it. You, you guys are Bible interpreters. You're on it. With all prayer, which means all kinds of praying, uh, thanksgiving, praise, uh, intercession, uh, confession, adoration, uh, thanksgiving, all kinds of conversation going on with God. Is Sometimes we get in a rut. I think that's why... This book, The Hour That Changes the World, it gives you the different kinds of praying that you can do. And uh, it gives you, I was never taught how to pray. You just got on your knees and you try to keep up with everybody praying. And I grew up where everybody prayed. You didn't wait your turn. There were Pentecostal prayer. Everybody prayed. We didn't go there to hear you pray. We went there to pray. See? And sometimes, by the time I got in conversational praying, I was half asleep by the time it was my turn. Because sometimes you have to listen to people that don't know how to pray. And that's a little tough. Uh, so learning to pray. One of the best ways to learn to pray is hang out with people who do. And that's where we have public prayer meeting uh, one Sunday night a month where we take more time to pray uh, we don't know how to pray naturally. But he says, pray without ceasing. 
pray with all kinds of prayer, uh, with supplication, which simply means petition, with a specific need known. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making intercession or supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. We uh, started last week 10 areas of praying that seemed to say you would be engaged all the time, that uh, prayer would be a way of life. And let's pick up number three in your outline, since we looked at the others last week. And number three would say, we desire for needs to be met. And uh, Jesus taught us in praying, and give us this day our daily bread. Now, in light of where he was living, in light of the economics of the day, daily bread was the primary food. Very little meat in Palestine in 30 AD for the Jewish population. Uh, Bread was a staple. And so, uh, in much of the world, bread and rice. That's, if they didn't have that, they would not be sustained. And so he's really saying, I want your prayer life. Sometimes people say, should I pray for my own needs? Jesus said to do it. And even as basic as bread, as basic as what I'm going to eat today. Now, most of us in America, we don't live with that because you go to Costco. And you got a month's supply. And you're loaded. And you can't imagine daily bread. Uh, that's how prosperous God has made us. But it's the idea of daily sustenance. But I just heard uh, of a missionary uh, that went out from John MacArthur's church. And he just had to return a couple because he has diabetes. And in the part of Africa that he was in, there was not easy access to medicine. Uh, there was an easy access to proper nourishment. A lot of things we take for granted in the West. And after some time, the diabetes got so bad and the care was so distant, he was forced to bring his family back to the United States. And he's saying, though, here, ask God about your daily, daily needs, whatever they be, whether it's bread, protection, uh, clothing, rent, whatever it takes to sustain life, God wants you to bring it to him. You say, no, you're too busy for that. No, I told you to bring it. I want to hear it. So that ought to keep us engaged in a pretty good deal of praying, especially if economics are short, job has uh, been terminated. Oh, the there's, you'll, you'll experience those times that all the resources look dried up and God's your only resource. Come, come. Fourthly, the desire for wisdom. The desire for wisdom. Turn with me to James uh, chapter 1. And listen to this verse. One of the most, uh, uh, I think, Disturbing. Verse 5 means nothing unless you read the context. Verse 2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you get a raise. Well, when you get a bonus. When you get a wife. 
No, no, no. When you meet trials of various kinds, and the idea here in the Greek is when you've been ambushed. When you've been ambushed. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. I quite frankly don't care if I'm steadfast. I want to have a carefree life. God said, I know what you need. I'm going to teach you to persevere under pressure. I want you to keep going. What are you saying? I want you to be steadfast and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Okay, he tells me the motive of the test. God's maturing me. But what do I need in the middle of it? If any of you lacks wisdom, that is the skill to navigate and to respond to the trial in the right way. If you lack that wisdom, you don't know which way to turn. You don't know what to do. Let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. And then he says, but don't ask in doubt. I tell you, you need God's help to respond to trials, right? It is not easy to respond to people who are talking about you, running over you. It's not easy uh, to get over medical reports that could be terminal. To hear bad news. How in the world am I to respond? And here's what I think we really forget. The wisdom to respond to a prowling lion that's out to bring me down. Peter said, beware. Your adversary, Satan, is like a roaring lion. And he's going about seeking. And you ought to put your name in there. Seeking to bring you down. Seeking to have you for dinner. Wolves like lamb chops. And he's out to get you. And he says, you need to resist him. You need to hold fast. You need not run. And let me tell you, when negative circumstances come, you want to resign, leave. I'll find another church, another job, another mate, another something. I got to get out of here. I got to do something irrational because I'm being I'm being battered. I'm being ambushed. I'm being hit. Do you ever ask God for wisdom that you're being set up for a divorce? You're being set up for a hard heart. You're being lied to by the enemy. And here Jesus says to Peter, "Peter, I know Satan has already laid a trap to destroy you." He's already got his hooks out, and he's going to destroy you. And if it wasn't for me interceding for you, he would succeed. I don't know what you're in right now. I don't know what your mental frame is. If you're full of discouragement, doubt, uh, I can't trust God. This situation's over and beyond. Maybe I think God's abandoned me and the devil's there telling me, uh, if God loved you, he wouldn't let you go through this. If God was for you, you wouldn't be here. And you're thinking, where is God? 
I think God abandoned me. And when you read Psalms 22 and Jesus is crying, my God, why did you forsake me? Read the whole psalm. Because before he gets through very long, he said, you heard me from the cross. You heard me. You delivered me. You rescued me. And you guaranteed me I would come back in my resurrected body and have a fellowship meal with my disciples just like he did. Your trial will not last forever. I was at Aisha's wedding last night and uh, her husband's pastor did the funeral. And uh, I was talking to him after the service and we were comparing how long we've both been in ministry. And... Uh, uh, I said, how's the wife? He said, well, she's been, she's been gone seven years. And he, he gave me this phrase, that she left me for a better man. What do you say? And then I asked him, well, have you remarried? He said, no, but I sure have been pursued. No, instead of grieving or going on with her over 50 some odd years, said she went to a better man. Christine Rocha is fighting for her life. She's had a gallbladder surgery. The cancer charts are off the chart. This girl has fought for five years to stay alive. Unless God undertakes, she just has days. Just days. What do you think she's been saying with this battle with cancer? Where are you, Lord? Why don't you heal me? Why don't you rescue me? And I can hear the devil telling her, why don't you curse God and die? A God that can't heal you isn't worth serving. A God that doesn't do this, doesn't do that, he's not worth serving. Bail out, honey. Do some drugs. Get high. At least go out high. She said, no, I'm going to trust him. I'm praying for wisdom. I'm praying for God's ability to respond right. When Martin King was being told by everybody, hit him back, fight him back, he kept saying, you can't fight hate with hate. You got to give a peaceful return. We need wisdom for that. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Have you ever done that? Or did you cuss them out? Did you get even? Pray for wisdom. That keeps us engaged in prayer all the time. Just when you drive home, to have the wisdom how to respond to the guy that cut you off. Moving right along. Some I see conviction. Uh, Five, deliverance from trouble. I, uh, I want you to look at a few verses with me, would you? Turn to Psalms 57, 50, 15. This was a Charles Spurgeon's favorite verse when it came to the matter of prayer. Psalms 50, verse 15. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Spurgeon said, that's the greatest deal in the world. You cry, he delivers. All you do is give God the glory. (laughs) I do the crying, God does the delivering, 
And all God wants you to do is give him the credit. Is that fair? I'm in trouble. I call. He delivered. And over and over, he says these kinds of things. First uh, John, anything in his will, he will do. Look at Psalms 102. Throughout, it's just over and over, this theme. When I was in trouble, when my enemies were surrounding me, it just redounds in the sum. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me. Answer me speedily in the day when I call. Over and over, when I'm in trouble, I cry to the Lord. What do you do when you're in trouble? There's a lot of things you can do. You can try to drink it away. You can go to counseling and hope that a counselor can get... God says, call on me. Call on me in the day of your trouble. And you will not get through life without trouble. Job said, as the sparks fly upward, so man is born unto trouble. We just... Of all sorts, it doesn't matter. Trouble comes into every life. If you haven't buried any loved ones, you haven't lived long. You will. Trouble will come. Death will visit your family like it visits mine. Where do you go in the day of trouble? Well, a lot of folks go to a lot of different things. I think of Paul. Paul... God's servant. Look at just 2 Corinthians. Look at this passage. You know, you hear a verse that I will never put more on you than you can bear. Have you ever heard that verse? Oh, look at this one. Uh, if 2 Corinthians 1.8. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brothers... Of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Whatever happened to the promise, I won't put more on you than you can bear. Here's an apostle saying, I was despairing of my life. Have you ever seen that tension? Well, my, my great insight is 1 Corinthians 10, 13, as I understand it, was the seduction to evil. I will never allow you to be tempted. And I think they're seduced to evil beyond what you are able. But I will make a way in the temptation that you may escape so that you may bear it. I take that to be the seduction to evil. But here in ministry, in ministry and in life, He said, I despaired of life. The burden of ministry was so pressing, so hard. I, we would say, you're suicidal. He despaired of life. I don't know if that means I felt martyrdom was imminent. Or if inside of me, subjectively, I I was ready to throw in the towel. I'm despairing. It, It is a strong word. Strong emotion for someone like Paul. I was overwhelmed 
with what I was facing in Asia. In Acts 19, a mob will be formed to kill me in the amphitheater at Ephesus. At Corinth, they will mistreat me. At Derby and Lystra, they'll stone me. It was not easy being a preacher of the gospel in Asia Minor to a pagan world. Our biggest trial is we get our feelings hurt. He was being stoned. He was being jailed. He was being hunted down. I despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. Why did this happen? Are you still there? Look at the verse. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On, we, on him we have cast our hope that we will de- deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. I'm counting on you praying for me. God, let me go through this to show me I wasn't capable to get through on my own strength. We could not rely on our own. And you know what? That's what's the problem with so many. I've seen men in the church. Uh, I've seen them, even Tim, for years. He worked for PG&E, 35 plus years. And, and he tells me this, being alongside of me in the ministry here for six years, besides so many years as a layman on one level or the other. He said, I found it harder these last six years being on call and being on duty and facing the challenges of ministry more difficult than anything I faced at PG&E. You got to be kidding. All you're doing ministry is play golf and goof off. You don't have a clue. And that's why many men can't take the heat. They're bailout artists. They run when the heat gets hot. When the church is under siege, I'll bail out. I want to hear a good sermon, a short one, and good music, and I want to go home. Don't put the burden of the church on me. But I want a good church. I want a powerful church. Would you come to the prayer meetings? No, I'm not into praying. You're not into praying. In other words, you're a bystander. We can go into apostasy, and you wouldn't stop it. Because you don't have any courage and you don't have a backbone to suffer with the cause of Christ. Paul said, you can't trust your CEO or your MBA degree to do God's work. You'll have to be at the end of yourself so you rely on a power greater than you. That's called Christian ministry. Christian ministry. If you don't want it, I don't blame you. Get an easy life. Get an easy life. Let the church go to hell and criticize it all the way. Would it be any better if you were at the helm? You've got to ask yourself that. Will anybody reach kids based on you? Will anything get done around here based on you? And this is Truth For Today radio ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, and our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. 
Thank you for spending time with us today. As always, it is a pleasure and a delight studying God's Word with you that we might mutually grow in our love and admiration for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have questions about today's program, maybe you have a question about your own walk or relationship with the Lord, we would love to talk with you. No strings attached. Give us a call, and we'd be more than happy to answer any questions we can or pray with you. Our phone number is 855 833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. If you would rather write to us, here's our address, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules, the zip code 94547. And again, even if it's a simple thank you for the broadcast, we'd love to hear from you. It's always a delight knowing that these programs are being used by the Lord for your growth in Christ. So again, you can reach us by phone, by mail, or better yet, stop by our website and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can find us at truthfortodayradio.org. That's truthfortodayradio.org. As you stop by, don't forget to drop us an email and take advantage of the many resource materials we have available for your growth in Christ. Again, it's all there at truthfortodayradio.org. And then if you would like to join us here at Valley Bible Church for worship, Sunday services are at 9 and 11, and directions can be found at our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or by calling 855-833-9864. As you contact us, would you also prayerfully consider partnering with us financially? We're able to continue the radio ministry through your generous financial support. And whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly donation, no size is too small or too great. We'd love to hear from you and know that you are partnering with us for the furtherance of the gospel. So contact us today at 855-833-9864 or stop by truthfortodayradio.org. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.